Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner. Cahen is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. K-Hen and Little Red Hen, just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. Well, welcome, friends, to another edition of On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman, here at KHEN 106.9 on your FM dial. Or you can always go to KHEN uh, and go to KHEN.org and read a long list of shows that might have something to do with our railroad history that we're talking about today. And uh, we're here in the caboose. We're keeping warm and... Uh, uh, our engineer, Rick White, is up in the head end here, uh, surveying the tracks ahead so we don't run into anything. And uh, without further ado, we'll get back to Ralph Taylor, our, our interview today. And uh, he was mayor of Salida. And we, we want, one thing we really want to start talking about a little bit is a very interesting building uh, across the river from Salida. And... Uh, uh, so uh, let's let's get him on. Are you are you are you there, Ralph? I'm here. I'm here. You know, I was just thinking during the break that I would like to find somebody that used to work for Calco. You know, to to talk more about what they actually did in that building and what was going on in there before. I mean, between the time the railroad pulled out and Calco started crushing in there. Was there something else going on in there? I mean, I'd like to talk to somebody that knew more about the history of that building through the years, uh, you know, just to kind of figure out what what was all going on in there and what it all meant. Uh, I don't know if, it, if somebody would call in or something to, to, uh, to provide some information. I mean, surely there's some folks still around here that old timers that have worked in there at one time or another, but. Anyway, um, save that building. That's my my spiel at the moment. Well, I'm not sure everyone assumes assumes what uh, that that building is what it was. I think most people think of it as an engine repair shop, uh, which it was. But um, it, it repaired a lot of other things too: cabooses, uh, passenger cars. Uh, they did a lot of work on various various cars in there. And that would be interesting too to see. Well, why did they do it all here? What? Why did Palmer pick this Salida to be the um, really the division point where crews changed? 
um, where where his shops were, where his hospital was. I mean, the hospital itself was a was a beautiful, well, still is a beautiful building. And um, so it'd be fun to try to figure out all, a lot of that stuff too. But uh, well, let's get back to the building. What was, so what are your impressions now today of, of, of the building, RT? Well, it's, you know, it's a huge building and to, to actually make it a public facility would be a huge expense just because of, you know, the siding and everything on it is pretty well banged up. It's all just corrugated in and the, uh, the windows <laughs> have been taking pot shots for years, but this the structure of the the thing is really the part of it that's really uh, most spectacular. And that, and like I say, that big crane in there is is really amazing to see it span that whole building and run the full length of it. Um, and like I say, it's a riveted building. The the the, uh, the base plates on all the the columns and stuff are spectacular. You know, it's a uh and and actually to to tear it down would be a major project that uh seems like a ridiculous thing to do but you know the it doesn't sound like the railroad you know when i was a mayor i tried to 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 get the piece of property from the railroad between the right of way and the river just on a you know because the right of way you couldn't touch but i thought maybe we could get the uh the rail yard, that long strip from, ran from the ballpark down to the hospital, because that would be, you know, river frontage for Salida on the other side. But I, for two whole years, I just kept hounding them and, and uh, never got anywhere with them. They were really pretty hard to work with. And it sounds like, you know, this building might be kind of like that to the railroad to see there's more of a headache and they, to have, you know, public uh, you know, they they never wanted a crossing down there at the end of Bass Street. So, you know, how you would work with them to, they would really have to get on board to say, yeah, we'd like to see something happen there. And I'm not sure that the, that that's where the railroad's at. Yeah, very hard to figure them out. Uh, always is hard to figure them out. The people that, the, the people who bought the lease now they are, you know, you can kind of work with them, kind of talk with them. They have their ideas. They've they've attended county commissioner meetings uh, around here on a couple of occasions. So they're they're trying to develop some rapport, let's say, with the communities along their line. Uh, they are they're certainly aware that and that of of some strong opposition. Some people who. Uh, just want the thing to molder away or not molder away, but just not to be there, you know? Well, well, I miss the trains. <laughs> they were, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a part of life. It was something that was going on. You know, it's a, you know, like I say, I, I really hate to see this huge rail yard here that used to be such a huge process going on all the time it's just now just a mountain bikes crossing back and forth and that's about it you know but it, and uh, can i get in it remains it remains sure do you uh, either of you gentlemen have an idea of when the roundhouse was taken out no um simonson sent me a email yesterday i haven't opened it yet because i had that was what i was having trouble with my phone last night 
Uh, and he said it was a picture of them building that building, the repair shop, and the roundhouse was in the background. Mm. So I thought that'd be a really, you know, I've been try, trying to find maps. I've been, you know, I haven't been able to figure out exactly where the roundhouse was. You know, it, there's got to be a map of what that whole, how the whole thing was laid out there, you know, with the, with the, uh, with the hotel and the, and the depot and the roundhouse. Somebody said there was a smaller roundhouse over there too. Huh. I don't, can't remember who I was talking to about that, but. Anyway, it was, uh, yeah, and Forrest, you were talking about the place where they rolled, rolled the cars over. They where they rolled the rolled cars the over. I mean, they, yeah. they would bring these, these trains of uh, limestone down the front of the mountain, and these were heavy yeah. cars full of heavy limestone, and they would have to uh, double uh, a bag so that they wouldn't lose them. That is, run the engine around to the other end and then back in with um, I don't know half a half a train full each time, and then they'd get down here. Well, now they're in narrow gauge trackage, narrow gauge cars, but they want to get right. them into full full. Well, they want to they want full scale cars so that they can go all the way over to the steel mills, and uh, yeah, so, yeah. And so there was this whole facility. Uh, I've seen pictures of it. Amazing facility. They'd pull a car in and turn it upside down in a, a massive steel girder uh, situation. <laughs> uh, empty it out, yeah. put it back down, and then put it on the put it back on the train to to go back up and get more limestone the next day. I remember the uh, the uh, narrow gauge track that went from here. Where it went up to Garfield or where the the limestone area yeah. was above it. Up there, yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember, oh, we got a dog. I remember when got a dog. Were, uh, I don't have a dog. Yeah, they were, it's not my dog, <laughs> but they've got a, I remember when the, the railroad failed on that. They were, I think they gave it the right away to, to, to uh, property owners on each side. And I was, you know, it was new in town then too. And, and uh, I went tearing around like crazy saying, wait, you know, somebody's got to come in here and, uh, try and snag that right away to run up there and they could run a little narrow gauge train up there and uh, carry skiers up at least to the, to the limestone quarry, then, then shuttle them over to the uh, ski area. And you could have, you could have a hotel down here in town where people would, you know, just get on the train in the morning and have breakfast on the way up to the ski area. And then, uh, you know, have drinks on the way back to town and, and they'd stay in a hotel in town. I think there's a, a place in Switzerland that does a ski area that does something like that. You ride a train up to the area. And I thought, wow, that had really put slide on the map. But I was a, a long-haired hippie in those days, and nobody paid, paid much attention to me. So, But I thought that was a crime shame that somebody didn't take that over and try and run a train up there for for skiers. Just I think it would be a booming success. But, you know, especially when they gave the right-of-way away, as, as I remember. But, that's that's know. true, and there's a, a group called, uh, oh, I don't know, Salida Rails to Trails, something like that. Uh, Donna is on that, uh, Earl Kittleman's sister. Do you know her well? She, anyway. Yeah, Donna Rose. Yeah. Yeah, Donna Rose. And they're, I mean, they're, they think that at the very least, there could be a might, well, a microcosmic <laughs> adjustment there that 
you'd, you would have a sort of a small scale modeling of the big railroad. Um, could be, it'd be, be fun to see it, fun to watch it. Well, um, I don't know what, what else there is to get into here. Um, the, you know, uh, that building down there, uh, once again, I'd really like to learn more about the history of what went on in there. And, uh, and, uh, especially recently what, what was happening with Calco just, uh, you know, they, I think they pulled out about three years ago. I saw the, that big crusher go by on a huge flatbed and that was kind of, I knew that was the end of it when the crusher went. Yeah. So what else and, is new? And, well, what else is new except that how big do you think the, 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 how the floor is in there? I mean, it looked to me like um, there are at least six tracks coming out the, out in, the front. Inside yeah. that place. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's, I think there's three sets of doors. It looked like uh, Rod pasted off, and he thought it was 100 feet wide, and it looked like it was probably 300 long. That's why I was saying it looks to me like it's the size of a football field yeah. in there. You know, it's much bigger than you than you realize until you until you get inside of it. But you know, just uh, I felt like if somebody could if somebody could just drag an engine up there and park it in there, and you'd say. You know, but without any other work on the building or anything at all, just say, look, we're planning a railroad museum here for some time in the future. And it would kind of give it a purpose where, you know, the, the talk of tearing it down might might go away. And as far as the tearing it down is concerned, Ed Quillen said he, he walked into the Vic, um, ordered a drink, was uh, almost halfway through the drink, and somebody said, Boy, they're sure doing something across the across the way here. And he said by the time he'd finished the drink, they had most of it torn down. <laughs> so, the depot, yeah. The DL, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wonder when when did they tear that that the big hotel down in the the, the old uh, the old railroad station? That was a beautiful building. Somebody said it burned. I'm not sure if that's that's true or not, but it was. Uh, you know, the, 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 those are really beautiful facilities over there. And, and uh, you know, somehow they just are gone. The crying shame. Yeah. And the hotel there was uh, was really very well well used. I mean, this this was part of the Great Circle Tour. And the tour would start in, in Denver. And people would come down through the Front Range and they would have I don't know, lunch, um, lectures, uh, things like that. Then they would turn west. And um, when when they made the turn there, why, uh, then again, they, they would get a some kind of a lapel pin or something that said Great Circle Tour. Somebody saw one of those at a yard sale. I wish they'd bought it, but... Uh, They'd, they'd put that on their coats and show that they were on the the circle tour, um, spend the night at the hotel here in Salida, which was lovely, all oak, apparently Eastern oak paneling in, in some of the rooms. And what I had heard too was that when it burned down, it was burned pretty quickly. So we don't know, but <laughs> certainly there was a, certainly there was a, um, a walk around the top 
that you could take and uh, look over the city of Salida, look up toward Tenderfoot Mountain. And uh, presumably the dog, the hotel owner's dog, and it would, uh, loyal Duke, would meet every train and walk with you up to the, your, I guess, up to your hotel room. I, I don't know, maybe the lobby. But so that would be the first stage in your great circle tour. Then your circle tour went on, went to uh, Leadville, of course, followed the railroad, went over, over the pass. And I don't know where they spent the second night. It, not, Durango would be quite a reach. I'll bet they probably spent the second yeah. night right here. Yeah. But um, at the, the beautiful old hotel there in Durango, which apparently is still there and still in use. So, and. Um, well, is, it, is and, that just narrow gauge that comes into Durango or is that. It, it was, that was narrow, narrow gauge. Yeah. yeah. Narrow gauge. And then uh, let's see, then from Durango, the tour would go up. What did it do? Must have gone over. Lizard had passed maybe that way. Good question. Because yeah. it's circling back you, now. Go ahead. Have you ever seen maps and everything of the whole layout of the railroad yard? There surely has got to be something somewhere. I mean, you think the railroad could cough it up or something. You know, there had to be a map of where everything was, you know, all the tracks and where all the facilities were located well, and stuff down yeah, here. I'd love to see got, a map of it. Well, I've got one up on my wall, but it's it's and it's 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 pretty good. It it shows the monarch spur taking off. It shows the the roundhouse with all the bays, you know, in the in uh -huh. the roundhouse. Uh, it shows couple maintenance buildings um yeah i mean it, it was it was pretty amazing jim, jim big, tree big, had big. some a map but it wasn't accurate at all it was more of a you know i don't know whether it was just uh for looks or something but it because it really didn't show all the tracks and uh everything else that was was down in there i just like a like a detailed Map is so the map you got. Where did you get that one? You've got, gee, I don't know. If when I came to town, somebody said, Oh, you're a railroad aficionado. I said, Yeah, he says, Well, I've got a map, uh, as drawn or as built oh. of the of when the Rio Grande took this over from the DNRG. Uh, ah. when they when Pacific, they changed the yeah. well, they changed the management. Apparently, how that changed. Ah was that um, the Denver and Rio Grande Western took over from the Denver and Rio Grande. And that had to do with Palmer's forever financial problems. He kept losing the railroad, then he'd, he'd get it back for a while. It never really could make the kind of money he needed to, you know, to keep the thing up and, and, and running. And, um, but uh, at that point, at, at the juncture, when it became Western was also the point at which they did what's called the cutoff down at Dotsero. So now you could go straight west to Salt Lake City without having to go south and then up and then west. So that's the point at which you might say that's that would have been the height of, of railroad. Wow. And uh, 
but I guess I could count the tracks there. I'm sitting here looking at them. And there are too many to count. <laughs> There's a huge yeah. yard. Huge yard. Did I give you I gave you a copy of that picture? Yeah. That, yes. That showed the the trains Ex all lined up there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and uh, yeah. Also, um, oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I think we, you can probably tell from that how busy that roundhouse was, but uh, it was busy, and apparently there was yeah. a smaller, a smaller addition on the side of it that was exclusively for. I'm, I'm trying to look at that as I, as I talk to you. I'm, I'm looking at it here. That that. Roundhouses. Well, they, they, well, one was standard gauge, and one was narrow gauge. That was a from where I am. I can, I can certainly see. Try to count tracks. So it it, it was the same roundhouse, and yet quite a separation between the narrow gauge and the standard gauge, and but big roundhouses. Yeah. Those are huge. Too bad some of that is well, still here. Yeah, this is all new to me. So I'm out sometime after coffee. Maybe I'd, I'd like to go over and take a look at that map you've got, and uh, sure. you know maybe see if I can get a copy. I'm, you know, it's, it, it <clears throat> seems crazy to me that there's there's not something like that available. Right? Uh, that I probably will try and stop in that museum in Denver and see if they've got much about what was going on down here. Um, you know, for as big a deal it was, it seemed like there should be very detailed maps of everything that was going on over here. You know, it was a, such a large industrial thing going on. But anyway, um, well, that would certainly be all... that. Now, what what are talk about your next moves here a little bit? Um, certainly, somebody needs to talk to Drew Nelson. I mean, he's the city administrator, but he would. You know, he'd have his finger on the pulse, know what, if anything, uh, council might be doing. Uh, right. Let's see who else. Well, uh, Kittleman. Kittleman I'm might not, be. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Earl's got a bunch of pictures. He's got a file of a bunch of pictures I'm trying to get a hold of, too. Um, you know, for like I said, I've just kind of got into this, so I haven't really gone very far down that track, but I'm uh, I'm going to try and gather maps and pictures to try and get a better understanding of what was happening down there and try and, you know, revitalize some kind of interest into, you know, putting it back on the map, so to speak. What are you doing uh, Saturday morning at 11? <laughs> Come on by the library if you got a spare hour there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, Joy from the library has found a lot of pictures, and uh, I'm going to give a little narrative. Nothing, I mean, nothing huge, but I'm going to give a little narrative about the, uh, uh, you know, the Rio Grande Railway, how it how it existed. A little bit about oh, I don't know, talk about the love affairs that uh, Palmer had with Queenie. And some of those things, and um, show show some of these pictures. She has okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, eleven o'clock uh, uh, Saturday morning at the library. Uh, nobody hearing this interview will will be able to possibly make that. Come to think of it, but that's 
that's certainly gonna that is certainly gonna happen yeah, yeah that's the 19th well somebody might okay. listen to this before the 19th possibly but uh, joy has a, an armload full literally of, wow. of pictures yeah and um she was one thing i want to chat about my little little talk i think probably four four or five will be there and people that is and and um is she's got some she's even found a picture of queenie palmer and you can see why palmer was in love with her and you can also see why it was such a firecracker of a relationship but see his his interest was all in building this railroad i think partly to impress uh Queenie and try to keep her from wandering off to Europe with uh, and not coming back. That kind of thing. Some guy on the back of a Harley. <laughs> well, some guy in the back. Well, we've seen it all happen, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my Harleys, anyway. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so so that's you know talking about pictures, and I mean our our library just has a uh, is a very good source for all of that and. We're so lucky to have Joy that when she can get away from her desk duties, why Joy is she's like a little gerbil. She not a gerbil, what a squirrel. Anyway, she she digs down in in there and up she comes with stuff. It's really interesting. And uh, the museum has a lot of stuff, too. Museum doesn't have the staff or really the staff time to dig back for a lot of things. But uh, but they do. So, Can I get in um, here for a moment? For yeah, it? jump in, Rick. Hey, uh, been very nice to have you today, RT. And this is some very good information. And I'm 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 behind your uh, your mission. And yes. you've mentioned a few things, and I just want to put this out to the online listeners. They talked a few times about a bar here in Salida. It's closed right now. They call it the Vic. It was known as the Victoria Tavern, a very popular social spot in downtown Salida. And if you have never checked out downtown Salida, it is a jewel of a Western town. We're very, very proud of it. And that's why these gentlemen on this show are trying to save some of its posterity, I guess I would call it, with this um, engine engine repair house. What do you call it, Forrest? Engine. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, a rip track, an engine repair shop, yeah. Okay. But and it's know, big. somebody called it the machine shop for me that uh, I can understand an engine repair. Yeah. 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 Well, very good. Forrest, we're we're about out of time here. Out of and, time. Oh my gosh. But well there has a minute or so to close it up. Been fun talking to you, uh RT. And we'll see you around town. Okay. And, and we'll talk even more. And let's see if we can save that building over there. Yeah, I want to check out your map, so get ready sure. to invite me in <laughs> yeah, that'll be fine we'll wander over here after coffee one morning and uh okay okay all right so uh, we're signing off for another edition of on the rails with me your host forrest whitman at khen 106.9 on your fm dial or with um with uh the archives sessions my goodness you can go back four years of these discussions all right i'm going to toss the fusee out of the back back porch of our caboose here because 
We're about to wind down. There it is. It's beautiful. It's lighting up the snow. Oh, boy. A nicely tossed fusee. And we're going to all holler, holler, eyeball. That's the town of three. One, two, three. Eyeball. 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 Hayen is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889.